When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. There's something I wanted to tell you about books. I can't remember. I've been reading so slowly right now. I haven't. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. I literally went like four days without picking up a new book. Yeah. I was like. Who am I? Who am I? Yeah, I've been reading. I'm still on the Bone Shard. I have like 40 pages left. I'm like, I'm almost done. Okay. But like, I think I'm going to like have to, like my books all auto renewed already at the oh, library. Oh, that's nice. I was like, golly, but I haven't read them. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm reading so slowly right I now. Know. Or just like not, I feel like I haven't been reading as much the past like week or two. Yeah. Since we got back from like our trip, I've been I, same. slow, which I don't know why. I'm like, I should want to read. I do want to read, but. I think these have just been busy. Yeah. Like, it was like we came back from that trip, and then we were spending time with Caitlin and Andy, and then... And then traveling. You traveled, and I just did stuff this weekend, so yeah. I think that's it. But I'm currently reading The Atlas Six. Okay. But I'm only, like, maybe 80 pages in of, like, a nearly 400-page book, Oof. and it's technically due at the library tomorrow. Ah! <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, we're gonna read tonight, maybe... I Honestly, I don't have time to read during the day tomorrow, so I was like, maybe I'll just take, like, one or two late day yeah. fees because the wait list is like 30 people like I've been on the wait list for this book for a really long yeah. time did it auto does does it renew Can not you when it? there's people waiting oh I thought because I, I feel like mine had people waiting and they all renewed no oh. they won't do it oh mine just did it automatically I was like oh this is nice because I was gonna be late <laughs> yeah my, mine will do it automatically if there's, there's no waiting. one waiting oh yeah I would just take the two days what's like 10 cents whatever. yeah I'm like it's maybe I'll be two days late yeah or have to wait for 30 other people to finish this book again? No. No. So. The second uh, Hawthorne Legacy one Ooh. is almost here. I think I have like Yay. sixth in line or something. I'm like, oh, this is soon. I'll give it to you That's once exciting. I finish too. So yeah. that you don't have to wait for it. I technically am on the list too. Yeah. I just figured if I read it, I'd just give it to you before. Yeah, that'll work in. also. I don't hate that. Yeah. I've been, I'm really trying to get through my list though so that I can read... I'm trying the to get through the library orange. list because I want to read the Priory and the Orange Tree. Yes. But I have like, I have like probably like four or five more library books. But also, yeah, okay, here's my, here's the other thing I'm, I'm struggling with. Yeah. I have book club on Sunday mm. and I have not started that book yet. <laughs> so I might have to take like a week on mm-hmm. the Atlas Six because I might have to pause that to, do the to go club. read the oh, book club book. That's hard. And then come back. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have no... And then my Saturday, I have a wedding on Saturday. That's I'm busy whole day. all day. Sa- like, I think it's literally, like, a 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like, it's literally the whole day. That's the worst. Well, I'm happy that it's not, like, till midnight. Oh, for sure. So, like, I'm happy about that piece, that it's mm-hmm. an actual, like, daytime thing. But, yeah, I regret saying that I would do this. It's fine. I'll get paid. So yeah. there's that. But, um, but yeah, so it's like I somehow have to read these two books in the next like five days. With no time. With no time yeah. because I have a wedding and more stuff. So it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Maybe I'll owe a few more dollars to the library. It's okay. Yeah. They give me so many books. I can pay them. I'm in the middle of like two or three books right now. So What other ones are you reading? Um, so the Bone Shard one, I'm reading the history one about Thomas Jefferson. Oh, that's right. Abraham Lincoln. And you are so amazing reading a history book. 
just like casually. I've read a bunch of them, but this one is like, no, I'm not drawn to, but I don't want to DNF it because it's a history <laughs> book and it's just. You can just DNF it because it's boring. I know, but I don't, I, I never DNF books. And then now that I've started this list, you've like created a monster and I'm like, eh, should I just DNF it? No, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to finish books. <laughs> I think you should finish books that you are enjoying the experience of reading. It's interesting, though. Like, it's stuff that I didn't know about. So, like, it's good. It's just dry. Right. It's history. It's one of those that you just read little bits here and there versus, like, you sit down and you read it all at once. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I've been reading that one for, like, a month now. Yeah. It just seems so long for, like, a 300-page book. But but it's it's not – yeah. That's the thing with nonfiction books. You don't just sit and you read a nonfiction book in one sitting. I know. You don't do that. Yeah. So it's okay. I know. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, This is episode 13? 13? Question mark? Question mark? 12. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this is episode 12. This is episode 12. So happy you're back. Um. This episode we're calling Preparing for War, and we are doing chapters 49 through 56. Yeah. Um, this was a lot. It was a long section. I kept, well, especially chapter 56 was like 18 pages. I know. I like kept flipping. I was like counting. I was like, wait, how many more pages do I have left? I know. That was, was a really long. long chapter. But it was good. It was a good section. I know. It felt very action-packed yeah i was like there is so much going on we're just like we're moving mm-hmm. um okay so chapter 49 let's dive in there okay okay um summary i made it very short and simple our inner circle prepares for war what were your thoughts <laughs> so honestly like it might have been a good thing that highburn attacked when the high lords were all together because mm. um otherwise i don't know if any of them would have acted so immediately and like yeah. all together i think this kind of spurred them into action totally um so yeah they're just all preparing their troops for war and thesan delivering the Feybane to everyone yeah so, except for baron who we have no response from this is true so we don't know really what's going on with baron mm-hmm. and tamlin peaced out but didn't really like confirm or deny anything yep so we'll see mm-hmm. um okay let's dive in um so as they're all kind of like breaking at the dawn court um varian had a really sweet moment mm-hmm. that i wanted to highlight yep. where he right before the summer court left he said to Feyre and reese tell her thank you and then he goes tell her and he pauses and it says i'll tell her myself the next time i see her it seemed like more of a promise that Varian would see Amron again, war or no, and then they were gone. And I just was like, oh, Varian. It's sweet. But what is he thanking her for? I just, I don't know. But I know, just, like, she should be thanking him because, like, he saved them. He saved Valaris. It just but. came across so endearing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they've continued to communicate oh, because for sure. he obviously felt so comfortable sending her things after the Blood Ruby yeah. and to warn them about what's happening at the Summer Court. So I just, I imagine they're in contact and I imagine they're building a friendship and I love it. Yep. Um, and we also learned that Nesta is basically a warning bell yeah. for when the cauldron is going to be used, which is why Highburn was hunting her, not just because she pissed him off and took something from the cauldron. Right. It makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And let's see. So we're kind of game planning a little bit. Nesta mm-hmm. is, um, brings up the humans and yep. like what happens to them now that the wall falls down. Mm-hmm. And Elaine has an idea. I was a very surprisingly good suggestion, I thought. Yeah. I mean – we what we've heard about Grayson and his father aren't great things, but no. like maybe. I mean, it's a suggestion nonetheless. It, exactly. That is offering. So basically, she wants like all the humans near the wall to be moved into like Grayson, which is her old mm-hmm. fiance's estate, um, because they have apparently fortified walls and they have stores of food and they have hounds that can detect face sense, which. It's intense. I'm like, well, how, how do you, do you train you... for that? That's exactly because I'm like, there's not like fairies just hanging about. It's like, do they have a captured fairy that they've like taught these hounds <gasps> to like, you know, maybe smell? I don't know. 
but she wants Reese to basically glamour her so she can appear as human and talk to Grayson um, while everybody else can be a distraction for the dogs. Mm -hmm. And they say, this could end very badly, Elaine. She says, it's already ended badly. Now it's just a matter of deciding how we will meet the consequences. Mm. Well said, Elaine. Yeah. Well said. Well, I'm also really proud of her. I feel like she's like, she's really starting to like step up and Mm -hmm. take ownership. And this is like a big deal. Like her volunteering to go and speak to this man that she has like missed so much and yeah. has like lost so much with. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really brave of her. Yeah. And let's see. So they're back at the townhouse and they're kind of getting prepped. They mm-hmm. say that they're going to first stop by the Illyrian camp and then they'll all go on to Grayson's estate. Mm-hmm. And let's see what else is happening. Um, Nesta is doubting her decision. Like, should she have stayed and practiced? Oh, yeah. Um, but no, like Farrah tells her, she said, then you would have been here. You would have been here while you waited for us to return from the meeting. She said, what do I do now? A purpose, I realized. Assigning her a task of finding a way to repair the holes in the wall. It had given my sister what perhaps our human lives had never granted her. A bearing. She said, you can come with us to Grayson's estate and then travel with the army. If you're connected with the cauldron, then we'll need... We'll need you close. We need you to tell us if it's being wielded again. Um, but it's like, it's crazy because it, you're so lost without purpose. Yeah. And for Nessa to finally have something and then it's just ripped yeah. away. She feels like she's failed and no purpose anymore. So I, I feel bad for her. Yeah. Like right now. And honestly, like, I almost feel like Feyre is like exaggerating in a way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we need you because you're connected right. to the cauldron. But like, you can see that it is at least having an impact on Nesta and she's going to keep going and she still seems focused, which right. is good. Like that's where we need her. And she's trying to make her feel useful. Yeah. So, um, and then right after that, she has an exchange with Cassian that like causes concern for him. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, these two, mm-hmm. these little things are just killing me inside. I love them so much. Um, yeah, he gives her like a brief rundown of how to attack a person and he right. gives her a knife. And he's mm-hmm. like, you should have been training with me this whole time. Which which just makes me laugh. I know. But he's right. I know. Nesta. Um, and she goes, don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So then Feyre finds Amran. And her and Amran go on a little adventure to she, the library. She demands Amran. <laughs> which I was like, whoa, this is new. Yeah. Um, about like the creature in the bottom of the library and... She, apparently, its name is Bryaxis. Which is a really cool name. It is a cool name. <laughs> and Farah wants to n- make another bargain with it. Bum, bum, bum. I'm like, what could you possibly want to bargain with this thing for? But basically, she wants Amarin to come with her to examine the wards holding it into the library. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Interesting. Anxiously moving on to the next chapter, because yes. we must know. Um, I put favorite makes another bargain and the inner circle departs Valaris for war. What were your thoughts? I said, Ooh, Farah. Like, Look at you just making bargains. Yeah. Um, I do think this was a really smart of her to see if there was a way to get another monster on her team. Yeah. And apparently this is going to be way easier than the bone carver. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay. So they go down there and she's speaking to Bryaxis and she extends the bargain. She says, there is war, a terrible war about to break across the land. If I can free you, will you fight for me, for me and my high lord? And then she says, we will offer you freedom from this place in exchange for it. And Bryaxis says, this is my home. Which I just think it's so funny that these creatures, like, they're trapped in these places, but they're like, no, nah, we're good. I know. I was like, really? <laughs> you, this is your home? And okay. Sure. Cool, cool. Um, so she says, then what is it you want in exchange? And Braxis responds, sunlight, moonlight, the stars. And so, um, Amron says a window high above and Pharaoh says, that's it. And I think it's so funny that it says Amron stopped on my foot this time. It's like, don't ask if that's it. Just say yes and be done with it. It's like a window. That's it. That's all you want. That's all you want. Okay. Um, and clearly Bryaxis is excited about mm-hmm. the idea of being able to hunt without restraint. Mm-hmm. And so Feyre does clarify only Highburn, only until the war is over. And they have a bargain. She goes, you will obey our orders in this war. Fight for us until we no longer need you. And in exchange, we shall bring the sun and moon and stars to you in your home. <laughs> so interesting. It's so interesting. And it's so like 
I don't know if like naive is the right word, but it's just like, it feels like a child Mm -hmm. in a way. Like, yeah, there's like this childlike quality that it's like, I just want a window. Like I'll do all these things. I'll murder (laughs) all these people. But it's like, I just want a window. And I don't know why, but something about that is very endearing to me. Like I just, I'm intrigued by this monster. Mm hmm. Um, And another thing about these monsters, like similar to the bone carver, when she first gets there, Bryaxa says, you brought, what is it you brought? Someone like you or you could be like them. And I'm like, are Amarin and Bryaxa, like, how does, are they similar? Or are Farah and Amarin, like, because they're both made, like, how do these creatures know that, like, people are made? Like, what is, what are they sensing? That's a good question. So, uh, Feyre comes back from the library. Mm-hmm. She's back in the townhouse. And I think it's funny that, like, Feyre's being sneaky about this. She's almost pulling a Reese. I find it weird. I'm like, yeah. well, especially because wouldn't you want to give everybody hope in that, hey, we secured a monster, like, for our team. Like, I yeah. feel like everybody needs that boost after, mm-hmm. like, finding out that Hybron's attacking. Like, that's what I would think. I would but... think, but... Nope. I don't know. So, she's she's taken something out of Reese's playbook. I know. Um, we'll see how that goes. But they're kind of, like, all gathering together about to winnow away. And there's just, like, this really sweet moment mm-hmm. with them all. And she says... Uh, We hesitated, all of us, and I allowed myself one last time to drink it in, the furniture and the wood and the sunlight, to listen to the sounds of Valaris, the laughing of children in the streets, the song of the gulls, in the silence I knew my friends were, too. It's like, is this the last time we're going to see Valaris? I don't know. Is this the last time they're all going to be together? Mm, I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't either. It gives me a lot of feels. But I do like how sweet that moment was. Mm Mm-hmm. So everyone else went away except her and Reese. Mm-hmm. And she does tell him about the bargain with Bryaxis, yeah. which I was like, okay, we weren't sneaky for that long, were yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> and let's see. Anything else you no, noticed? that was it. All right. Oh, I guess maybe one last thing I want to call out is Reese does ask about the carver. Mm-hmm. And Feyre goes, he can rot down there. I don't have time for his games. Bryaxis will have to be enough. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I kind of like the like power in her yeah. decision there i'm like oh, okay she's like screw the bone carver he can rot down there i was like all right yes um okay and then we enter part three hi lady mm. bum, bum, bum. okay so before we even go into the next chapter why is this section called hi lady i was like is reese not gonna be know. around anymore is like fair gonna have to make all oh, the decisions don't say that but i felt like it was an odd name for this section when really the last section was all about Farah kind of acting out as her position as High Lady for like the first time. You know what I what, mean? What are the different parts names? Hold on. Let's investigate that. So part one was. Okay. So part one said Princess of Carrion, which we know is like Princess of Death. Mm-hmm. And then I have no idea where part two is. Oh, so well, the second one's called Curse Breaker. Okay, so we go from Princess of Carrion to Cursebreaker to High, High Lady. Lady. I just thought it was interesting, interesting. That, it, that it was called High Lady in this section. Yeah. Because I felt like But the... it was Cursebreaker last section. Yeah. Huh. I don't, I don't know. know. It just made me, like, worry about, like, yeah. why. Oh, I don't like, like the that. Future. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was an odd thing, but. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Chapter 51. Mm-hmm. Summary is, after a stop in the Illyrian war camps, we arrive at Grayson Manor with a glamoured Elaine. What are your thoughts? There really wasn't much to this chapter. Yeah. Um, I just thought the whole witch thing was really interesting. Yeah. And also, like, Devlin seemingly being able to spot, like, people that aren't normal in Prithian, like Amran and Farah, Nesta and Elaine. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, kind of like what you were saying about, like, the monsters, too. It's like, how do they know they're different? Like... I don't know. They look just like Haifei. Right. What do you see? I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm like, they don't have like the weird eye that Lucian does to kind of see these things. So mm-hmm. like, what's what's their special power? Yeah. Because like Devon says, she's no more Haifei than we are. And it's like, what? Yeah, odd. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like if you were looking at like an Illyrian, I guess without wings, like could you tell that they weren't Haifei? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's got to be 
something obvious because everybody seems to know the different classes of fae yeah. and how to tell if people are high fae or lower fae. So mm. there's got to be something. Obviously, we don't know. Yeah. But even still, I think it's odd. Yeah, I agree. I do think it's funny. So um, Devon, after like having a look at Nesta, he says, keep her away from the females and children. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think she's going to do? Yeah. Inspire them to rebellion? Mm. Like, Well, he asks if she's a witch and she says yes. I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you say yes, you're a witch? I think she's just trying to be feisty. Like, honestly, that's what I imagine. Her just being like, yeah. Yeah. And so what if I am? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then actually just in the next page, more explains um, the difference between a fairy and a witch mm-hmm. to Nesta. And she says... Witches amass power beyond their natural reserve. They use spells and archaic tools to harness more power to them than the cauldron allotted and use it for whatever they desire, good or ill. So it's just, it's a person who has more power than they initially had, I guess. Like, who can accumulate power. But it's like, then maybe Nesta is a witch because she has, I mean, she takes more power than beyond what she naturally had like well by... and she took more from the cauldron than it right. just naturally wanted to give her mm-hmm. so, so maybe maybe she is a witch i don't know there are worse things mm-hmm. um but yeah so the ladies are essentially like jay chilling in a tent while the boys are prepping boys <laughs> are prepping with the Illyrians because sexism mm-hmm. um but I do think that this is kind of sweet so more glamours Elaine to yep. look more human because they're not wanting to like shock Grayson while right. they're there and want to try to get the point across and Elaine goes I hadn't realized how ordinary it looked mm-hmm. in reference to herself and I think it's really interesting she said how ordinary it looked not me myself but she's right. like very like detached from her body it looks it sounds like Mm -hmm. and more goes you're still lovely and elaine says i suppose that war makes wanting things like that unimportant and then it says more was quiet for a heartbeat perhaps but you should not let war steal it from you regardless and i just thought that was sweet like obviously we shouldn't be worried about like how we look in the middle of war right but the intent of like not letting war steal all joy from you yeah. even these like little things mm-hmm. like i just think it's a good message for them to hear especially since this is the first time these sisters are going to be in a war yeah doing anything really. doing anything <laughs> so anywho and then we travel to grayson's estate Yep, which seems more like a prison than a refuge yeah. um, but it could be sanctuary for humans so we shall see. We shall see. It ends with Elaine letting them know that to tell Grayson that she's here. Yep. And now we wait for them. Mm. Chapter 52. This is, I, these like little chapters. Yep. I read so quickly, but they all have these like small cliffhangers that you're like, okay, I guess I'll read the next I know. chapter. It's like I might as well just have an 18 page <laughs> chapter at this point. Um, okay. So chapter 52 Upon visiting Grayson, it is soon realized they are more aware of the situation than anticipated, thanks to a surprise ally. Mm. What'd you notice? Feyre and Nesta. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a surprise at how open and vulnerable they are to each other. Uh, yeah. And then, like, WTF, Jurian. Like, what the heck? He was the... I. And just like remit, like thinking through this book and the first time we read it, mm-hmm. I did not remember that that happened. I did not remember he's a good guy. I was guy. like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that totally surprised me. I remembered that he was kind of playing both sides. Yeah. But the fact when he popped up here, I was like, what? Yeah. What? Anywho. <sighs> okay. So they're just kind of Jake chilling, waiting for everybody to come to them because they're not allowed inside they're yeah. only allowed just inside this keep and they're shoved into like this small room to wait mm-hmm. and Farah starts getting like claustrophobic remembering like under mm-hmm. the mountain and everything which is really sad but reese is super sweet he mm-hmm. calms her down and nesta notices and Farah willingly i just want to say this out there she willingly offers up like information about herself to her sister <laughs> without being asked but she tells her that sometimes she has a problem with small spaces yeah and nesta replies also willingly not being probed <laughs> that she can't get into a bathtub anymore and she has to use buckets and mm. i'm just like i'm in awe 
like that these two sisters just yeah. shared like something deeply personal, deeply like traumatic for them. Mm-hmm. I was like, where did that come from? I was like, you guys literally never talk about anything. And now you share like your deepest, <laughs> darkest like secrets. Like what is Casually happening? while squeezed in with everybody in this garden right. house. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Farah tells her after learning about the bathtub, she says that we'll have to do something about the bathtub once we get back to the house. And I was like, that's really sweet. Yeah. And it's also so sad that Nesta can't take a bath it's so sad because they don't have showers like that's not a thing yeah so it's just it's so sad and it's one of those things too where again like you and i are not the biggest nesta fans Mm -hmm. but like what she went through was so traumatic yeah and both her and elaine are dealing with so much in the like aftermath of that and it's you you would never think that you never worry about somebody bathing but it's like they do yeah and it's like does elaine feel the same way yeah That's well terrible. and i think it like calls to question now granted elaine was hiding herself away for so long and nesta just shuts herself off right. but it's like were they really like helping them heal yeah at all like was there more Feyre or anyone else could have done to try and help them heal because mm-hmm. i feel like they just like gave them space when it's yeah. like maybe they didn't just need space mm-hmm. like maybe if we could think through that a bath might be triggering, right? We can try and like help. Like, I feel like their care for these sisters after that traumatic event mm-hmm. was kind of half-ass in a way. Yeah, like so. giving space is not enough. Yeah, and I think, or just even to ask, like, hey, is there anything that we can do to make things easier for you, different? Yeah, and like maybe they maybe they were asking that, right? Maybe right. Nesta was just blowing them off. Mm-hmm. That's totally possible. You can't help someone unless they want to be right. helped. But it also doesn't feel like they put a lot of, like, proactive brain power (laughs) into it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I just think it's really nice that they're sharing, which means hopefully we'll heal. Because, as we have said so many times, you have to talk through your trauma. (laughs) It's true for sisters as well. All right. So, people finally show up. Yep. We get 2,000, or (laughs) 2,000, two dozen guards and Lord Grayson and his father, Lord Nolan. Mm-hmm. And they come in and they are not like a particularly welcoming bunch. No. <laughs> um, and so Elaine is trying to speak to the father, um, Lord Nolan. And they let her or they let him know that the wall has come down. And he says, how? And th- they're kind of spinning the story slightly. They're yeah. not admitting that Elaine mm-hmm. went through what she did. They're just more so focusing on, like, what happened to Nesta. Right. So Nesta's saying, like, I was kidnapped. I was taken by the army invading these lands and turned against my will. And Nolan says, how? And I just, I think it's interesting that he's not engaging fully. He's just, like, yeah. asking these, like, very generic questions of, like, how? Mm-hmm. How? How? And it's yeah. like, where are we getting at with this? Mm-hmm. So Nesta explains the cauldron. And then we, you know, introduce him to everybody, to Feyre, to Rhysand, to Moore. Mm-hmm. And it, Elaine kind of is having this moment with Grayson where she's like, you know, I'm tr- we're coming to beg you. Like, we need your help. And that's when Nolan responds, I would be inclined to believe you if you were not lying to me with your every breath. And you're Mm. like, what? I know. I'm like, wait, what? How do you know? Like, they weren't, they weren't even like fully lying. Like everything they said was true. They just didn't include Elaine. Right. (laughs) In that. And so um, Nolan goes, did you think that you could come to my house and deceive me with your fairy magic? And so it's just like, how do you, how are you seeing this? How are you knowing what's going right. on? And it's just, it's really confusing. And, you know, he continues to say what he knows. And he goes, she isn't a mortal, is she? No, I have it on good authority that it was Elaine Archeron who was turned Fay first and who now has a High Lord's son as a mate. Those are very specific details. Yeah, like, how do you know this? Well, well. Come to find out. Come to find out. Jurian walks out and he goes, I told him. And you're like, what? Like, no. No, what? what? Their I'm... whole plan just blown up I because know. of Jurian once more. Right. And it's like, how bad can things get? Because it's like Jurian was on the queen's side and yeah. the queens are bad. It's like, is he trying to turn all people against? Like, I don't get it. I'm like, I don't know. why? 
Well, we'll, we'll learn. Mm-hmm. All right, chapter 53. I put jury and reveals his side of the story. <laughs> I said, I think we basically need to read this whole chapter out loud. I was like, jury sure. is good. Tamlin's a traitor. What? Like, yeah, like. I, literally, like, I this whole page, <laughs> this whole page, that section. Like, I was like, this is only like three page chapter. So I know. A lot of it is a very read. short chapter. Um, okay, let's try and pull out like the highest level of quotes because we don't need to read three pages no not three pages um okay so basically jurian starts saying that like he came alone Mm -hmm. he explained everything to nolan about the queens about what happened to them and pharaoh asks why are you here Mm -hmm. and this is when jurian launches into his side of the story do you want to pull out some of your favorite quotes? Sure. Let's see. Uh, well, so basically we learned about the queens being terrible. Yeah. Um, they're snakes. Um, and so he, Jurian's saying this about Hybern. He resurrected me to turn them to his cause, believing I had gone mad during the 500 years Amarantha Trapney. So I was reborn and found myself surrounded by my old enemies, faces I had once marked to kill. I found myself on the wrong side of the wall with the human realm poised to shatter beneath it. And Jurian's looking right at Moore. He says, you were my friend. We fought back to back during some battles, and yet you believed me at first sight, believed that I'd ever let them turn me. And she says, you went mad with Clithia. It was madness. It destroyed you. He said, I was glad to do it. I was glad to do it if it brought us an edge in that war. I didn't care what it did to me, what it broke in me, if it meant we could be free. And I have had 500 years to think about it while being held prisoner by my enemy. 500 years more. Oh, and I'm just like, this instantly reminds me of Reese. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, are they that similar that yeah. they self-sacrifice and played the enemy? Well, and also, I just think, what does it say about Jurian's, like, character and spirit mm-hmm. that he was trapped that way for 500 years? Unreal. And he still mentally has his shit together. Yeah. Like, you would assume he'd be crazy. Right. And he Who might wouldn't? Be, he's got to be partly crazy. Yeah, right? he definitely has a little bit of an edge. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, he's being really, like, rational and, yeah. like, well thought out. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It, it kind of gives me a whole new respect for jury. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. I know. Huh. And this, so after that, he's talking to Reese because Reese says, You played the villain convincingly enough, Jurian. And Jurian says, you should have looked. I expected you to look into my mind to see the truth. Why didn't you? And Reese was quiet for a long moment. Then he said, because I didn't want to see her. What? Oh, my gosh. What? Because it's true. I mean, Reese Reese should have been looking into everybody's mind. I'm I'm so surprised Reese didn't look into his mind. It's like you – I'm sorry. Like, I know Amarantha was terrible and she traumatized you for 50 years. But, like, you also were living in that trauma like you – I feel like I think he just believed it. Like I think it was like I don't even need to bother because I how could I how could this not be what's true? It's crazy though for yeah. least of all people to to like do the easy thing and like look away. Like that's uh-huh. very not him. So it's really surprising. I agree. Oh uh, yeah. So and then more asks why this obses- obsession to find Miriam and Draken. And he goes, it's what the world expects of me, what Highburn expects. And if he grants my asking price to find them, Draken has a legion capable of turning the tide in battle. It was why I allied with him during the war. I don't doubt Draken still has it trained and ready. Word will have reached him by now, especially that I am looking for him. And I'm like, that's actually really clever. It's brilliant. Yeah. And so Pharaoh goes, you don't want to kill Miriam and Draken? And he goes, no, I want to beg their forgiveness. Mm. This guy is so good. Where is this coming from? How is this happening? It's 500 years of pondering your life choices, apparently. Oh you gosh. become very, like, full of repentance. Yeah. Um. All right. And then let's see. What else? Do, do, do. So, um, you know, Jurian's telling Reese, like, look in my head, see for yourself that if I'm, like, lying or whatever. And Reese says, why now? Why here? Mm. And Jurian says, because the wall came down, and now I can move freely to warn the humans here. Because because Tamlin ran right back to Highburn after your meeting ended this morning, right to their camp in the spring court, where Highburn now plans to launch a land assault on summer tomorrow. Tamlin. No! Like I've said all along... It's not Feyre's fault. Tamlin would have oh. held Tyburn all along. 
I just no. I was like, am I was I <sighs> right? Because I know last week I was like, well, what if he was at the meeting just because he's the spy still? Yep. Like, no, damn I don't it. know. No. But <sighs> can't trust Hamlin. And also an attack tomorrow. Like yeah. what? <laughs> tomorrow. Oh my gosh. It's insane. Um, okay. Another Cliffy. Chapter mm-hmm. 54. Um, so I said, another deal is struck. Elaine's heart suffers insult and Jurian plans what's next. Would you notice? Poor Elaine. Oh. It made me so sad. My heart is like breaking for her. Like I'm just remembering like every breakup, every sad feeling. And I'm just like, oh, all you want to do is go cry and lay in bed and watch Downton Abbey and eat ice cream. Like yes. that's all you want to do mm-hmm. in those moments. But there's a war going on. And so it's like, ah. But like Grayson was terrible to her. Such a dick. And like, I think she really thought that he might take her back, which like, come on, Elaine. I feel like you have to know, but that's fair. Deep down hope, I guess. Yeah. I think if he like just didn't take her back, she would not have responded the way she did. It was the fact that he added insult to injury. Yes. He crushed her. Ugh, he's such a dick. Um, okay. So Jurian is continuing on and he's actually gives us some a little bit of further insight on Vasa, which we yeah. had an idea about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, they didn't kill the sixth queen Vasa. She saw through me or thought she did from the start. Warned them against this. Told them that if I was reborn, it was a bad sign and to rally their armies to face the threat before it grew too large. So it sounds like Vasa is like very clever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, but Vasa is too brash, too young. She didn't play the game the way the golden one, Demetra, did. Didn't see the lust in their eyes when I told them of the cauldron's powers. Didn't know that from the moment I began to spin Highburn's lies, they became her enemies. They couldn't kill Vasa. The next in line to her throne is far more willful. So they found an old death lord above the wall with a penchant for enslaving young women. He cursed her and stole her away. The entire world believes she's been sick for these past months. And, like, we knew a little bit about that, but the mm. context, I just think, is really, like, yeah. interesting. I'm like, how? What? What? Also, what's a death lord? <laughs> like- what's a death lord? <laughs> Um, let's see. What else goes on? Oh, then Grayson. Mm-hmm. Saint Grayson is like, did you think you could come back here, live with me as this lie? Yeah. And he just like keeps digging at her. And he's like, and you're bound to some fey male, a high lord's son. And Elaine goes, his name is Lucian. Which, I'm surprised that was her response. I know, like of all the things to say. Because the next part, like where she said he says you are his mate do you even know what that means she says it means nothing it means nothing i don't care who decided it or why they did and i'm like shouldn't that have been your initial response not his name is lucian yeah it's weird it is weird but But grayson just keeps going on this he goes you belong to him and elaine goes i belong to no one but my heart belongs to you which i love that distinction Mm -hmm. first off girl power yes girl power moment but then Grayson goes, I don't want it. <laughs> Dude. That is soul wrenching. Like that is so sad. It's not like it can't work between us. I'm saw so- it's I don't want it. Yeah. It's not like she became Faye on purpose to destroy your life, sir. Like, no. Like, come on. Oh, poor thing. And it says he would have been better off hitting her. That's how deep the hurt in her eyes went. Stop! Poor Elaine. And then we kind of like pivot back to the matter at hand of like bringing humans back in under the mm-hmm. walls. I think in an effort to like divert from Elaine. Di- <laughs> we'll divert from Grayson and his energy. Yeah. Um. And it gets to a point where Nolan is kind of just like, no, F these people. Yeah. And Jurian goes, I fought beside your ancestor and he would be ashamed if you locked out those who needed it. You would spit on his grave to do so. I hold a position of trust with Highburn. One word from me and I will make sure his legion takes a visit here to you. And Nolan says, you'll threaten to bring the very enemy you seek to protect us from. And Jurian says, I can also convince Highburn to stay clear. He trusts me that much. You let in those people and I will do my best to keep his armies far away. Mm. And I just appreciated Jurian's like threats. Yeah. I was like, Again, I've said this before, shame. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful tool. (laughs) And so Nolan basically agrees Mm -hmm. to, like, take people in. Yeah. And I was like. All right. That was easy. (laughs) 
Ish. Uh, ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as soon as the steel is struck, we pivot right back to Grayson. He tells Elaine to take her ring off. And just, she says no. And then he just keeps yelling at her to take it off. Like, yelling. Take it off. Take it off. Like, what? Oh. Where is this? Co- like, I understand. You don't like fairies. Like, you don't like fairies. Mm-hmm. Where is this energy coming from? Like, Elaine didn't do anything to you. No. But I really appreciated Reese stepping in and being like, that's enough. The lady keeps the ring if she wants it, though none of us will be particularly sad to see it go. Females tend to prefer gold or silver to iron. Mm-hmm. And, like, it felt like a big brother, like, stepping up for his sister. Like, yeah. you can calm down now. Mm-hmm. Like, but then Grayson goes, is this the start of it? You females will come to take our women. Are your own not fuckable enough? And I'm just like, Whoa. dude. I was like, Elaine, this is who you wanted to marry? This is who she wanted to marry. No. But you know what? In heartbreak moments, mm-hmm. when you see people behave like this, I just, I want to take it in and be like, you escaped that. Yeah. Like, this Elaine, is good, Elaine. This is good. Mm-hmm. You've escaped this. Mm-hmm. This shitty energy. <laughs> Um, let's see. And then Nesta. Nesta! Because he has one Nesta. She's amazing. So Grayson gives one last, like, knife to the back of Elaine. He goes, I'm not marrying you. Our engagement is over. I will take whatever people occupy your lands, but not you. Never you. And then Nesta's big sister energy rises to the surface in manifestation. She slaps Grayson. She... Slaps the shit out of Grayson. <laughs> His whole head snaps to the other side. That's not a li- that's not a little petty female slap. No. This was like a full on. I could lift a car and save a baby. Energy yeah. like that raw female power slap, and I loved every second of it. She says that he never deserved Elaine, which he does not. The way he is acting, uh-uh. no. <sighs> I know. Go Nesta. Go Nesta. And let's see. What happens next? Do, do, do. Because the Lords leave. Mm-hmm. And we're left with our crew and Jurian. Mm-hmm. And they kind of speak. Reese and Farah kind of talk to Jurian about what's next. Yep. Um, basically, he's going to go sow like seeds of doubt and discord amongst the queens to hopefully avoid them sailing to the wall to fight, which I was like, oh, that's a good plan. Yeah. Um, he tells them where exactly to attack Hybern's forces, mm-hmm. where they're going to be weakest, and then maybe, who knows, he might join them on the battlefield. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, and I liked how this wrapped up. He says to Feyre, I never congratulated you for the slaughtering of Dagden and Branna. Good riddance. I think it's interesting that he phrased it as the slaughtering of yeah. them. I'm like, that's the word we're, whatever. And then she goes, I did it for those children of the blessed, not for glory. And then Jurian says, I know. Why do you think I decided to trust you? And I'm like, hmm. no, Farah. Farrah and her is, sweetheart. Jurian's so interesting He's to me. so interesting. So observant. Like, he he was being such a dick at the beginning of this book mm-hmm. when he was in the spring court with her. Right. But he was always saying things that you're like, Yeah, because he was talking about how, going on? Like how great of a guy Reese was. And, yep. like, all these things. Like, he's a good character. He's really complex. Very overlooked, I feel like. I love it. I definitely agree. I feel like he's very overlooked. Mm-hmm. All right. Chapter 55. Somehow the chapters keep getting shorter. I know. Um, <laughs> I said, poor Elaine mourns her loss as everyone else prepares for battle the next morning. Mm-hmm. Anything you noticed? It's just sad. Like, you can feel the depression. Like, yeah. And just leading up to tomorrow's battle. I don't think, like, they'll ever be ready. I don't either. So. Like, I'm looking at my notes and it's really just like, wow, Elaine was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's that much else to chat about with this chapter. No. So more and Farah, they're back at their tent talking about Jurian, and Farah says, like, part of him, parts of him are broken, and more says, we're all broken in our own ways, in places no one might see. Mm. Which is just, I mean, that's a good thing for everyone, yeah. I think, to hear. I um, agree. And then Farah's kind of reflecting about Elaine, and she says, like, the final tether to her life had been snapped, to her life in the human lands. Only her father, wherever he was, remained as any sort of connection. And it's, like, kind of sad. Like, I feel like that's probably also why Grayson was so important. Maybe not even just the relationship with him, yeah. but just the tie to her mortal human life. Yeah. And that is gone. Yeah. They just have Daddy Archer on, which, wherever he is. Wherever he is. Yeah. 
So. Ugh, it is sad. Mm-hmm. And then Feyre and Reese have a, a sweet moment the night before battle. And he says to her, I'm grateful to have you at my side. I don't know if I ever told you that. How grateful I am to have you stand with me. I know. And it just made my heart warm. I know. I love that. Anywho. All right. Chapter 56. Chapter 56. The longest chapter I think we've ever read. Yes. Um, I put the war with Hyburn has begun and each person, especially Feyre, works to find their role within it. What'd you notice? War. <laughs> war. So much war. I'm always so impressed by authors who write like war scenes. Yeah. I feel like that's the most difficult thing to write. For sure. Because there's so many like characters going on and like you want to be able to get a full vision, but also like detailed enough that it's like you're still invested yeah. in the characters and fighting and it's a lot. It yeah. is a lot. So, but yeah, no, it's not sounding too good because this is not even close to Hybron's full forces and like already soldiers are being killed and there's yeah. just no way that they're going to be able to win at this rate, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, we get off to a strong start with battle yes. number one in this chapter. So I really liked how they handled the start of this battle. So mm-hmm. Jurian was right in terms of like where Highburn would be posted and all of that. Mm-hmm. And they basically like snuck up on him. They, it says. Like Reese is amazing. Amazing. Uh, it says we arrived together and oh wait sorry so it says reese had cloaked our forces all of them sweat had slid down his temple at the strain at keeping the mass of us hidden from sight and sound and scent as we flew mile after mile my wings weren't strong enough so more winnowed us through the sky keeping pace with them but we arrived together and as reese ripped that sight shield away revealing battle hungry illyrians spearing from the skies in neat precise lines as he revealed the legions of kier's dark bringers charging on foot swathed in wisps of night and armed with star bright steel it was not hard not to be smug at the panic that rippled over the marching mass of highburn <laughs> that's just epic yes like what an epic ah so we have a we have a good first battle. Yeah. Cassian and Asriel are just hardcore badasses, period. Mm-hmm. Nothing else to that. Like wow. <laughs> um but so Moore and Feyre and the sisters are kind of like up and like watching. Mm-hmm. And um I thought it was interesting that as Feyre's observing this, she's kind of realizing like like, I want to fight. I want to be in this. But there's not really a place for me down here. Right. Like, I wouldn't fit in the Illyrian Legion and how they're all working together. And same thing with Kier's Darkbringers. So mm-hmm. I think it's just, like, an interesting perspective in her that's going on in her mind right now of, like, where do I fit right. in this battle? Mm-hmm. And we don't really fully know the answer yet. But. No. Um, and I just – I thought it was – it's kind of confusing. Like, why aren't they using Feybane? Mm, um that's right she's she's like oh we're so lucky and i was like is it luck like it's never this easy like it's it's never never. this easy like if things are good in a battle especially in this series like Mm -mm. it's not i'm i'm already assuming it's bad like something bad is coming around the corner so well by all accounts and purposes Mm -hmm. they're doing well right they're pushing back highburn and Cassian, in classic, like, commander mode, kind of, like, spots the one mounted commander and is mm-hmm. like, that is who I'm going to get next. Like, Cassian, it was so cool getting to see him in, like, battle mode. Like, yes. in his element. She says, like, for him, this is what battle is, a symphony. Cassian had been born for this. These fields, this chaos and brutality and calculation. Mm-hmm. I just I just love, like, I, would, I can't wait for the show. I'm so excited because I want to see... Oh like Cassian because yeah he like finds the one guy it's like I feel like he like points at him and he's yeah like, I can imagine like, like yeah, I'm coming and for just you. like takes off towards this guy mm-hmm. it's just seems so cool I love it and Feyre goes that was who had been training me why Faye trembled at his name mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh yes I want to be trained by Cassian oh yes <laughs> so Cassian kills the Hybron leader and then like the army turns to flee after he does that only to come upon Tarquin's army. Who've been hiding from behind. Yes. So they're trapped and they try to surrender. But as it's Tarquin's land, it becomes his decision and he decides they're going to save a couple people for questioning, but he drowns all of them on dry land. 
I was like, what? I was not expecting that from Tarquin. No, he's pissed. Yes. He is so, that was a moment of vengeance for what happened in Adriata. Yeah. Like, that's what that was. Was it the best decision? I'm not sure. I don't know. But that was definitely a vengeful moment. And I hope he feels better. (laughs) I hope so. I just can't imagine ever, like, it's different when, like, everybody charges and everybody's fighting. But, like, when people surrender, it's like, can you that's like that's like killing in cold blood and it's like can you like how do you make that decision i mean I for know. him i know it's like vengeance for yeah. adriata but like at the same time i can't imagine ever having to make that kind of decision it's like do you let also, them surrender or do you kill them all i also don't know how do you because ha- when they surrender you don't just let them go no like, they essentially become your prisoners but then it's like how do you manage all and, those prisoners yeah. so it's like i get it maybe but... it's just a cost benefit analysis but that's I don't hard know. but that is that is hard you can just tell like i feel like when we first met tarquin even after what had happened under the mountain he still had this like light about mm-hmm. him and i it's just it doesn't feel like we're seeing that anymore no so yeah let's see um okay so that battle is over they're kind of recovering everybody's getting healed Feyre's running around helping and i loved this what she like observed about Cassian here. Mm -hmm. She said it had been a while. It seemed since they had seen Cassian in open battle, since they'd realized that he'd been young in the war. And now the looks they gave Cassian as he passed, they were the same as those the high Lords had given Reese upon seeing his power like them. And yet other, and I'm just like, Cassian deserves all the respect. I know. I love that. He deserves it. it. Oh, yes. Go him. Oh, and then Nesta. Nesta. Oh, such good chapters with Nesta. <laughs> she notices the Cassian's hurt when, like, even Reese didn't notice. Yeah, is... it was, like, underneath his, like, armor. armor. Nesta. Oh, she says she must have read it in his eyes, his stance. I hadn't realized she'd been observing the Illyrian general enough to notice his tells. <laughs> and I just love that. I love it so much. I didn't realize how obsessed i was with cassie and nesta yeah <laughs> until like these moments i'm just like oh my god yeah i love them <laughs> i know i love them together it's like so sweet she's just like tending to cassian mm-hmm. oh but freaking more she had to ruin the moment yeah like i felt like something was going to be said or maybe something like i don't even just like a hug like just yes. something because we're having this moment cassian is like holding her hand and brushing a thumb down the back of her hand. Like they're just like locked eyes having this precious moment together. And more honestly, she doesn't even do anything. She just shows up and it's like, you're hurt. Like just caring about her friend, but it's like, you ruined the moment more. You ruined the moment. So, and then Nesta just like goes inside for the rest of the night. I'm like, Nesta, like, I wonder what Nesta thinks about more i feel like i don't know is she is there some intimidation there because she's known cassian longer i'm sure there is is there just some like general like i literally can't stand you (laughs) like probably some of that probably (laughs) some of that too so like i don't know i wish i could get like a glimpse into nesta's mind Mm -hmm. about more i think it would just be very interesting in a moment like this yeah let's see so we're kind of wrapping up the night. Um, Feyre goes into her tent with Reese, mm-hmm. and they both kind of admit they're exhausted, and yet we still have enough energy for a sexy time. Mm-hmm. Cue the music. Um, I will never stop playing that music. <laughs> now that I have it, I don't. I don't care if everybody hates it. Yeah, I will never stop playing that music. <laughs> it's the perfect music for sexy time. It's necessary. I'm just trying to level up our podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is just something about, like, the energy of war mm-hmm. for men where it's, like, they almost have to, like, get the energy out. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm imagining is, like, happening here with Reese. He's like, yeah. I know you're tired, but... But, please. Please. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that's a little bit of what's happening there. And then we get some really sweet, like, pillow talk with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Where Feyre just kind of explains, like, she can't fight in battles like this. Like, she'll defend Valaris, she'll defend Adriata, but, like, she can't function in this. Yeah, this is a different type of battle, which, like, Reese totally gets. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. Feyre goes, I feel like a coward now. And I was like, Feyre. No. Of course not. 
And Reese, of course, says, no one would ever think that of you. Not with all you have done, Pharaoh. War is ugly and messy and unforgiving. The soldiers doing the fighting are only a fraction of it. Don't underestimate how far it goes for them to see you here, to see you tending to the wounded and participating in these meetings and councils. And I think it just shows that how, like, war, and I think, like, when you look back at, like, the wars we've, like, experienced, like, mm-hmm. not you and I personally, but, like, World War One, World War Two, like, it really is, this, like, group effort. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the soldiers fighting, it's the nurses, it's mm-hmm. the people bringing them food, it's the generals, it's the people back home doing rations, like, it's all right. of these things, and it's, like, everybody has, like, a role to play in this war. Yeah. And you just have to, like, figure out where you fit, and mm-hmm. just because you're not the soldier doesn't right. mean... You're not courageous and yeah, you're, you're not helpful. So I just thought that was a mm-hmm. nice little conversation. And let's see what's next. Um, so it looks like it was only a small part of Hybrin's army that they just fought. Yes. So forces are marching north between summer and autumn up to the winter court. Um, and Varian, which I love Varian, <laughs> he <laughs> comes up with like a really good idea to leave some of the forces there and then for Reese to glamour the rest as they march north. So it will seem like they're still in summer, but they can actually like march north to help. Yes. So very good idea on his part. Yeah, it was really clever. And I do think it's interesting, though. It said that Hybern had somehow skirted them entirely and sent a force up to Ottoman Severn. So I'm just like, how? Yeah, how did- That's the question I have. Is like, how did Hybern do that? How did he, know. if he's coming in through the spring court, how did he get around them? I don't know. I feel like Hybern does all these weird things that, like, nobody else can do. Yeah. So he breaks all these weird spells. Like, his, he's got a good spell book, I feel like. I think so, too. But... It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. So they marched and they get there mm-hmm. and it's nighttime or it's coming up on like evening. So yes. as Cassian says, it's all about like when you're going to battle too. So yes. they, Hybern's forces had just marched the whole day. And so attacking them when they're tired is the strategy. Right. And like in theory. Great strategy. That's very clever Cassian. Except Hybern knew. How? How does Hyber know? I'm like, is there a spy? I know. So basically all these people that pretended that they were tired after a day of marching had in fact not been marching all day. So yeah. they were not tired and they were anticipating this fight. Which is just like, no. Well, as I said, you can't get lucky, Feyre. You can't like, get that lucky. No. Um, And more and Feyre and the sisters are, are again just like watching this from afar mm-hmm. and I feel so bad for Moore because Moore is a warrior like yeah. Moore is used to being on the battlefield mm-hmm. and she's just watching this fall apart yeah and I'm just I'm like oh it's gotta be so hard to like sit so back hard. um so everything's falling apart mm-hmm. Tarquin and Reese are totally drained of their magic they're yep. literally having to use swords yep um the Darkbringers are starting to get killed yep and yeah, it's not, it's not looking good. Part of me, though, was also, like, Feyre has, like, such intense power. Like, could she not shoot something from up my thing. Like, I'm anything? Like, you're literally just standing there. Like, you have so much power. Like, we can't shoot any kind of power out there. Can you help a little? Can you help a little? Like, from your hill. Right. Can you? I, I don't know. I think so. But, like, there's a part of me that's, like, mm-hmm. not, you have so much power. Right, you could do something. From afar. Anyway, sorry. No, um, I agree. I agree. But in Pharaoh's defense, she is trying to think through how she can help, even right. though it's not in the most obvious way, mm-hmm. like we're suggesting. Um, and she says, she says, as the rain drenched us, as more paced and swore at the slaughter and bodies starting to pile up on our side, the foundering lines, I realized what I had to do. If I could not be down there fighting... Who I had to hunt down and ask about the location of Highburn's true army, the Surreal. So, mm. we've got another Surreal adventure! Yes. Which, I do think finding out where Highburn's army is located is important. It is very important, especially because we thought it was like a ton of troops, and then we yes. find out it's not because all these other troops are up here where we just yes. went. And so- Like, I feel like we're experiencing like a tenth of his power in these different places, and you're like, right. where's the rest of you? Right. But, so it's like, it's a helpful idea. Mm-hmm. Again, at the moment... How helpful? <laughs> like, <laughs> part of me is like... Or, most immediately, Mm -hmm. we can make sure they don't die. (laughs) Yeah. That 
would be nice. That would be nice. Anyway, um, so next week we're going to do chapters 57 through 64. If you haven't guessed yet, we're going to get to see the cereal again. Yes. Woo! Um, did I say cereal? You did. But oh, I my knew, gosh. I knew you meant cereal. Ugh, we get to see the cereal again. How dare <laughs> I? Um, But no, no name yet. Name TBD. So we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.